You are listening to Lady Talk Radio. I'm your host and friend, Stacey Ray. Each week right here, you and I are going to have those much needed, honest conversations about your creativity, your work, your womanhood, your ambition, and so much more. Really, if I'm honest, nothing is off the table here. So pull up a chair and let's talk. I believe ambition is not a dirty word. This is about self-mastery. I decided today I wanted to take the power back. back. Remain in love with life, knowing that despite challenges, there are always solutions. What would happen if we were all brave enough to believe in our own ability? What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. Well, I'm hyperventilating a little bit. If I fall over, pick me up because I've got some things to say. This is about, this is about self, self mastery. mastery. I'm enough, and I'm worthy of love and belonging and joy. Let us work at it together, starting now. Yo, yo, welcome back to the show, the second episode, second, uh, what's the, what is it that we say when something, it's like the, the next installment, it's the next episode, you know, it's like we're going in, uh, times two. So today we are joined by Orrin Harris. This is the second part of the masculine series. I am so thrilled with how this conversation went. You will actually hear me in moments as I am literally shocked and kind of stopped in my tracks with a couple of points that were brought up. So really, really cool. If you're not familiar with Oren, he's a transformation coach, love leader, transcendent artist. He is an absolute master in flow, right? And if that has been something that has kind of eluded you, I feel like this conversation is going to really bring you into that energy and Anytime that I've really tuned into Oren's work, I really feel like he he brings this simplicity, but this power to these different realizations. And it can be just really fun and playful and, you know, just having a good time. So we really talked about the relational dynamics amidst men and women and something that I you're going to hear me when I realize it. Whole oh, hot damn. Um, just really where we do and, and where we don't support our men's hearts and as women, what we can do to be more loving partners and community members and friends, all of those good things. So I think you're going to love this one. Let's go. Warren, yeah. it is such a pleasure to have you back on the show. We've done this before. So I say back on the show because you have blessed us with the gift of flow and art and weaving these conversations before. And it's such a pleasure to get to reconnect with you where you're currently at and in Tulum <laughs> and kind of yeah. hear, hear what you see. I know that you are still creating these really dynamic conversations for people to explore and understand more and just like play in life and express and, and, uh, and play ultimately, you know? Yes. So I'd love to hear where you're currently at and what you're, what you've been thinking about a lot lately. Mm. Yeah. It's great to be back here with you. Um, feels like it's been no time, even though it's been a little bit of time. Yeah. So uh, personally in my own relationship, and this is something that I'm just in general inspired by is divine union. And that's both like experience within ourselves as well as with another human. And really what it requires for anybody that resonates with being in deep union and being able to be in oneness and essentially evolve in relationship. Um, one very simple way to say that is going from like codependent to independent, to interdependent, to union, right? Mm. And one of the things that I'm finding really powerful and fascinating lately is really being able to understand and be attuned to what stage of relationship you are in because the teachings, the learnings, the lessons, the struggles, the what it is that you truly need in one phase won't necessarily get you to the other phase. In fact, it might actually slow you down. So just that very phenomenon of uh, evolution itself is one of the things that is fascinating me right now. And just as an example, I know going from like interdependence and, you know, existing more in divine union, not even divine union, just as like a, a celebratory way of saying like, oh, 
everybody's yeah. in a divine union, right? Yeah. But but truly being in union, meaning like in oneness, being in a transparent field of consciousness, being connected in in, in heart, mind, body, and soul, um, is the use of like conscious language, uh, boundaries, uh, permission, like the conscious tools that were really useful to kind of honor another being, honor their space, honor their free will, honor their sovereignty, honor their choices, you know, honor their alignment. Those things um, are very, for the world at large, are still like the leading edge, you know, and being able to co-create and collaborate and come into union with essentially, you know, um, without losing yourself. One thing I find interesting, and this is an example of something that evolves like if you're going from like interdependence and you're pretty grounded in interdependence maybe you have a little traces of independence and then you're kind of like ready for deeper union is that those types of tools um aren't as necessary and so i did a post uh, recently called uh beyond boundaries right? yes I, okay i was hoping you were going to talk about this because this is super interesting yeah and it, it's interesting because it, it's sparked a lot of discussion and I could I it triggered some people um and and some of that was just a misunderstanding of, of language but essentially what happens is the deeper we move into a field of intimacy right then we are aware of things that we otherwise weren't aware of so we exist on multiple levels of consciousness it's just that our conscious awareness is only attuned to what it's attuned to and so the more you move deeper into the heart and into a space of unity within yourself and with another person, their intention, their boundaries, these types of things are just clear. They're just obvious. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and so that's why it's not as necessary and perhaps even redundant to be saying like, well, hey, I'd like to share something with you if you're open for it, right? Mm. You know, um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And and so, one important thing to note on that is that boundaries, in my experience, are really also an evolutionary tool. Like they serve a function of being able to kind of maintain our space and you know teach people how to treat us, but they're also serving as an evolutionary tool to help us come into greater authenticity, to come into greater. Uh, integrity with our own spirit, you know, to mm -hmm. graduate from people pleasing, right? Mm -hmm. Because the more we're doing things like people pleasing and not really honoring ourselves and not really honoring our worth, it makes our field fuzzy, right? Which right. makes the need for boundaries actually more necessary. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, you, you, you don't necessarily want to have to keep using the thing if you realize that it in a way it's a means to an end you should be upgrading your boundaries and dissolving them as you become more deep more deeper into self-worth self-love the willingness to speak your truth it's not like you're not you're not still willing to enforce a boundary or to say mm -hmm. like yes or no it's just that your field your your being your presence actually serves more of the place of what the boundary did so you don't necessarily yeah. be enforcing these types of things and so it's just it's it's important to recognize when that evolution is happening how it's happening um should i keep going i'm on a roll right now. yeah yeah keep going keep okay. dishing it out we're loving it <laughs> yeah so another way i see this playing out in masculine feminine dynamics and in relationships is um, there's there's a lot of uh, information knowledge and attention around being safe feeling safe in your body right. feeling safe in your nervous system being in a space in a field of trust right mm -hmm. and that when, when that safety turns into carefulness then it actually like walking around on eggshells right or or being overly diligent about making sure it's safe. Ironically, even if you can kind of control your environment the way that you feel more safe, it actually creates a deeper instability in the relationship field because it's it's control. And so just this distinction between 
like, you know, intelligent, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, there's just an important distinction there. And I see a lot of people kind of in fear trying to create dynamics like safety and trust, but trying to create them through control. And what I'm saying is it doesn't actually work. And mm-hmm. so it sets up, uh, it can set up a really interesting dynamic by, okay, what's actually going to deepen the trust here? And that might require moving to the unknown. That might require being willing to be vulnerable when you feel unsafe, but it's actually safe. Ooh, I mean, I I can hear these subtle things but that it, I've even sort of created as these structures or these sort of have-dos that are actually holding me back from experiencing the trust or safety or intimacy or those things that I ultimately want. Right. But we've heard these sort of terms around like boundaries and this, and like creating the container and all that stuff, which I feel like is very nuanced still. I'm sure there's like moments for sure where that's like the, the focus, but I can hear it. And when you're saying it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I can see that. I can see how, when I create certain ways of being with my partner or with other people, that it can even be like the block. Exactly. I'll give a, a very simple example of this happened um, with my partner and I one day where I came into her space. We've got this lovely condo and has all these different environments and she likes to hang out by the pool, which is right in front of me here. Um, anyway, um, she was like lounging by the pool doing whatever. And I came into her space and I was like, um, hey, babe, I want to drop in with you about something that feels like timely and important. And she's like, sure, I've got a call with a client coming up. Um, and I also need to get some food. So we start dropping in. And at some point, a couple minutes in, she was perceiving a lack, a lack meaning, well, there's a lack of time, I really want to continue this conversation. And I also have a call coming up, and I need to get something to eat. And so there was kind of a moment of conflict that like, it's this or that. Right. right. And I w- was very clear in the moment, not in disregard to her. And this is part of the like unpacking the nuance here. I was very clear in the moment. I didn't I didn't say you have to speak with me, but she said, you know, here's my situation. And I said, I got it. I totally respect that. And I'm, I'm with you. I was like, and I really think we should talk right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And what it wound up revealing like that bought up like an edge right it didn't turn mm-hmm. into like argument or anything like that but it bought up an edge right and long story short we leaned into the edge because this is the moment where someone would put a boundary like ah, okay yes you see like i i know i need food i know i have a call and so but this energy when the boundary comes from oh, the people can't see me this energy of like a kind of rigidity or kind of like, right. Like, yes. Then that's when you really should be open. Right. Because it's it's the energy of control. Right. And so she recognized that as well. She recognized that I, I seem to be like, I still wanted to talk anyway, long story short, she said, I can feel an edge coming up in me. And so we gave space to that, you know, very, very, very briefly. And then I, I, I basically said, you know, well, how else can this play out where you don't lose? And she said, oh, well, maybe we could have a conversation for a few minutes and then I'll go do it. I was like, okay, awesome. We're already upgrading, right? Yeah. (laughs) Going going from the perceived conflict of realities, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, I said, there were no limits if this could go anyway, what would be even better? What's another option? And then it occurred to her, she was like, well, I know you're busy, but maybe you could run off to the, the restaurant and go get food for me. Long story short, I wound up doing that. My point is, is that wow, yeah. it worked out even better for her. Mm-hmm. But it, what it looked like was that I was not respecting her space and so this is an example of where boundaries could limit you when they turn into rigidness or control. That's letting you know that you're perceiving already from a lack. And yeah. so, so you can't, when you're in that state of being where you're feeling contracted in time and space and energy, 
you don't necessarily have the wherewithal to see how things can harmonize. Mm-hmm. So it's just a very, it's a very small but powerful example where, um, where I'll give you an example for um, a man. We were talking about this yesterday. It might be like when you start protecting like your purpose or protecting your time, it's one thing to be on purpose and to focus. But when you get into this energy of I need to protect my space, protect my time, I'm, I'm doing this motion with my hands and people can't, <laughs> but it, it's like, it's like a, it has a kind of tension in it mm-hmm. and it's like claiming type of energy. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I do. Then, then that's where the boundary, even though on the surface, it seems like what you're doing is very helpful and positive. It's positively oriented. That's where it could be limiting. So I, it, it's like, I feel like, and this is just a generalization, but I feel like collectively and definitely with the masculine and feminine, mm-hmm. in some ways we've gone from carelessness, which is kind of like caring less about women than about men, just as, as an example. We've, mm-hmm. In some ways we've gone from carelessness and we've gone in pendulum swings to carefulness. Yeah. Which is like walking around in eggshells, not realizing that both carelessness and carefulness are the same imbalance, just inverted. It's because if you're being careful, even though the intention is pure, mm. it actually is going to have you somewhat operating in a state of control because you're in fear. Because you're not just trying to be in harmony, be in integrity, be in all the positive things. You're trying not to mm-hmm. do these other things. You're trying not to, you know, be a man who's unsafe. You're trying, and soon, whenever you're trying, you're already somewhat in fear. Damn, that is insightful. I can see that so clearly now that you've said that. This is this is like Oren's gift, right? I feel like you can one of them, you know, I feel like you can take really complex situations that I think like collectively we're all sort of picking up on this, you know, like this carefulness has come up a lot, especially around like social media and like what's happening with a lot of people getting canceled and all these things going on, realizing a lot of leaders are not who they say they are, blah, blah, blah. Right. I think a lot of people are walking on eggshells just in general in life. And then you just pointed right to it. And I'm like, of course, because when we swing the pendulum, it's like, it's more of the same, right? It's just the, the inverted, like you said. Yeah, that yeah. makes so much sense. Exactly. And right in the middle of care, carelessness and carefulness is caring. And caring right. requires caring requires vulnerability, it requires truth, it requires authenticity, it requires the willingness mm. to speak your truth and be open and be humble and 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 open and have a sense of humility, but the willing to just willingness to speak. Yeah, that that I think carefulness is problematic and the ways in which it's problematic we don't always notice right away but if you feel into the energetic of being careful walking around on eggshells what it does is it creates an instability deeper down inside of us and it creates Mm -hmm. over-reliance on things we can control right so so it actually erodes our trust in deeper things like our own heart like the divine in us like trust in life and it puts us more into trusting the intellect, knowledge, and things we can control. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, it's like we're stuck in the information age, right? Yeah. We, so then we wind up taking the intention of the positive thing, like to be whatever, to be in harmony, to be in mutual respect. And then now we're trying, it's like the ego, which is in fear and self-preservation and trying to it's, it's trying to make sure it's not creating pain and trying to make sure it's creating what it wants is orchestrating, you know, mm-hmm. even, some, even something like an example, like someone says, you know, this is a big thing a little while back, black lives matter. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, and then some people as a reaction, uh, in my opinion, say, well, all lives matter. Right. It's like, yes, all lives matter, but all lives matter as a retort to black lives matter yeah. <laughs> is it, it, it's an example of being careful because what we're being careful is that we're oh, not leaving anybody right. out yeah as, as we're, we're trying to be careful that we're not leaving anybody out we're trying to be careful and make sure that we're not being perceived that we're leaving somebody out but we're right. trying what well, we're literally trying not right you see yeah. what i'm saying yeah so then, so then it's like can we fucking speak anymore? Do you know what I mean? It's like, so totally. 
Black Lives Matter, as if to say that now we're, we're taking interpretation and putting meaning on it, whereas before we were like, we, we had to be honest and vulnerable and like investigate the interpretation or investigate, yeah. the me- investigate the meaning. We're trying to like have these rules, mm-hmm. you know, assumptions because I'm sure there's millions of people that are saying Black Lives Matter just because Black Lives Matter. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. they're, they're, that's, yeah. that's what's true for them. It doesn't say so therefore. Other people's. Don't <laughs> yeah. matter. What I'm saying, I'm using that as an example because that's an example of being careful. And with masculine yeah. dynamics back onto the that point of focus, where that how that might look is because men or the masculine, we've been out of balance and becoming into balance, coming into balance. And you could say essentially we've been careless, caring less about the feminine than, than the masculine. Okay. Um, there's another kind of pendulum swing where now the man be the, the woman being careful is like like saying men need to understand and need to know right it's like mm-hmm. that it's like the ego trying to parent mm-hmm. right which and then the then how men how that might trigger a man is a man now struggling inside of himself to make sure that he is a safe space for example yeah and so then you have a man who if something's going on deep inside of his heart um and he thinks or perceives or remembers that if he shares it it might make his woman feel unsafe so then he doesn't share it he controls what's going on in his own heart but then it's like we're all connected anyway so that creates another instability right so now you have a man who's innocently trying to be a good man and trying to make sure that his woman not only makes sure his woman feels safe but he's trying Mm -hmm. to make sure that she doesn't not feel safe and controlling his own experience to try to fulfill that intention. And I'm not saying that's a bad idea in and of itself. I'm saying that, you know, saying or not saying certain things to your woman, to me, when you're in caring and not carefulness, then the intelligence of your heart, it knows what to say, when to say it, how to say it, when not to say it. But if the mind is orchestrating that, Mm. then it's messy. And it's unstable. You see what I'm saying? And ironically, even though it's well-meaning, then not only is the man feeling alone deep inside of himself, right? But but it's like, it's still perpetuating the very thing that he's trying to not happen, which is a sense of instability in their relationship. You get what I'm saying? That's that's an example of masculine feminine dynamics and a man being uh careful mm-hmm. um, can i give one more one more example please do keep yeah. going blowing our minds right now <laughs> so i was talking i was talking to a woman the other night and she says to me she's talking about mask the you know men's groups and things like that she was really resonating with me and then she said how about for the women is there anything that you feel like it's a, a kind of blind spot you know something that maybe women could be you know there could be more of a conversation around and i said mm-hmm. Uh, I said, holding the masculine heart. And the reason I brought that up is because men, especially if they're a little bit or a lot of bit in their ego masculine, um, which is kind of role-based, identity-based, then a lot of men aren't in touch with their hearts enough to even know that they need their heart held or want their heart held or need any support on a heart level. Mm-hmm. So they might not even bring it forth. Or if they're really in the ego structure, they're definitely not going to bring it forth or be aware of it because that would mean that they're not a man, right? But even conscious men. So what I was saying to her, I said, well, what I think is more rare than it probably would seem is more women feeling empowered to hold their man's heart in a way that mm-hmm. he can completely relax and share and be in his experience just the same way women desire to. That's what mm-hmm. I said to her. And I said, there's so much emphasis on the trust and the safety that, and that's a real thing. And there's so much emphasis on it to the point that it's obscuring somewhat this more rare thing of like, well, what's going on? You know, how do you hold your man's heart? Do mm-hmm. you do you even know on a week to week basis? what's going on in your man's heart. That's a gut check. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. And so she said to me, I, I said, I said, it's interesting because she asked me about a blind spot. I said, it's interesting how there's so much focus here and so little focus here. And then sometimes when I say something like hold a man's heart or, mm-hmm. or be with them, a lot of women will go to go to the, well, okay, yeah, under the right conditions or if it's safe. And I'm like, okay, Ooh, can we just- interesting, we just, yeah. What, and you know what's crazy? When I said that to her, she literally innocently did the exact same thing I was saying. She's like, I hear you. And I was like, you're about to say, but. Yeah. Wow. She did the same. She was like, I totally hear you. She's like, I found, I find for me, you know, I've gone to my man and, and, you know, tried to like share him and hold him or whatever. And he's just like, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want that right now. Or I don't want that. And so she, so for me, I'm just like, you know, I had to focus on having boundaries and, and, you know, and creating safety for myself. And I'm like, that's the, this or that. That's that's the oh black lives matter oh but all lives matter so I'm saying mm. yeah men's men's hearts matter and she's like yeah but women's safety matters I'm like got it yeah copy, <laughs> copy, copy that. that we got that part and <laughs> Roger Roger that and yeah. and hold your man's heart <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 can can we can we get a little a couple steps into the hold your man's heart conversation yeah. right because here's the way that. I find these are generalizations, but I do see it's common. It's quite common for a man to take it almost as a badge of honor, especially a conscious man, to be able to completely hold his woman and any emotion, whatever, right? Like that's a very recognized thing. Yeah. What's the feminine version of that? We'll wait. (laughs) (laughs) If, If the conditions are... If you right. do this, if yeah. you do this, right? Ooh. And it's it's like using one thing, and I don't think this is malicious in any way, but it's yeah, like the black ahead. lives matter, all lives yeah. matter, right? It's using one thing in a way that it's obscuring another, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm just like saying, like, what about the scenario where your man doesn't have the wherewithal to be in the condition? of expressing mm-hmm. himself or being such that you feel there's there's some nuances here that are really really important right because if a man's disconnected or in fear if he's disconnected from his heart he's probably in his head if he's in his head he's, he might be in fear he's not necessarily going to have the wherewithal to help you help hold his heart right yeah and that's not yeah. Do you see what you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So saying that, well, but it's hard. He's not, he's not, he's not receiving me. I'm like, well, okay. If someone, I don't, I, I thought about that. I was like, why do I never hear myself saying that? I don't hear mm-hmm. myself saying to another man or even to myself, I'm trying to help her. I'm trying to give her my love and she's just not receiving it. Ah. Uh, you see what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. that. My love, my truth, my offering in whatever form it's true in me is my responsibility. And I'm 100% owner of it. I have no expectation of the outcome, but nothing can stop me from loving. And ironically, the thing that could stop me from loving or holding space for my woman is actually the very thing that she's needing to be held for. And so I feel like the same rules, if you will, are not applied to the man, not because- yeah, I think because there's been so much imbalance, because there's mm-hmm. such a, a kind of reclamation of power and feeling safe, that's why this is not as obvious until until you look at it and you're like, oh, right. Yeah. And so what I was sharing with her is like, I'm not saying to not have boundaries and to feel safe. The, fit, the question to ask, like she's talking about her man, the question I would ask is, what feels true in your heart? in terms of serving him exactly as he is, mm-hmm. is he, are you actually unsafe? And if you're not, then you're uncomfortable. There's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. Hey, hey, I'm going to interrupt this combo for just a quick moment. 
All through the month of May, over at Your Media, we are focusing on education around podcasts because we know that so many of you have wanted to start a podcast for many years and you probably haven't done that yet. Or if you've started your podcast, you're needing some support to really get it to where you want it to go. So if you've been dreaming of starting your own podcast or taking the podcast you currently have and really rocket launching it, we can help. We offer a range of podcast services, including our signature podcast in a day, where we take you from where you are now, give you the plan, the tools, the software, everything that you need to really take your show to where you want it to go. So let's chat and see if it's right for you. Go to your media, Y-O-O-R media.com forward slash podcast and apply now. Yeah. The uncomfortable when you just said that, I thought that's the vulnerability. That's the intimacy. That's the, yeah, that's not that you're unsafe. It's like, whoo, I've got to lean in now. And that feels uncomfortable. Right. Oof. Yeah. I can right. feel in myself where I've actually had that excuse. So that's, right. that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I've literally like, I love my, my woman so much. Cause like we do connect in the ways that I'm talking about that. I don't have to like explain myself to her. That's why I say we don't, we just kind of, we speak from the heart and can receive from the heart, regardless of the mm-hmm. flavor that it comes out i've literally said to her one time you're making excuses but i don't even mean from a place of like i need something from you she's asking me about serving me and then running into her own uncomfortability and then she's right. telling me she's speaking from the uncomfortability and i'm like what do you want me to do <laughs> you know what I mean? i'm i'm <laughs> you mean to help? I'm, I'm like so i literally said i said i know you're not intending to do this but that's an excuse if you're mm-hmm. saying you're here to serve and here to serve me unconditionally, however I need, then I think acknowledging with vulnerability that you're uncomfortable, mm. yeah, that keep that keeps the space open. Otherwise, it is kind of like making an excuse. Wow, I can feel I, this I, I, edge as women, like this new edge yeah. that we're in. That's so fascinating to me as you're describing, and I can see it more and more clearly. And, and I'm curious how men feel about that, you know, like, damn. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, I, my, my damn was kind of like a (laughs) evolved version of it evolved only in the sense of like, I'm not lost in the sauce, meaning I'm not like you owe owe me or (laughs) you you don't actually respect me, but it is a similar feeling of like not, you know what I mean? It is a similar feeling. I just have, I would say the only difference between me and maybe a man who's really like upset about this Mm -hmm. is I have too much awareness to take it personal. It doesn't mean I can't get upset. I just have too much awareness to take it personal. And so, yeah, I, I, but when I feel into men, it's, it's, it's like, I can feel, you know, I can feel, yeah. and I've even heard from certain men, just like a, fr- a frustration, wow. you know, um, and, and, and this energy of like trying or carefulness is the worst. Mm. It's the worst. It's, it's like, I get it. It's sensitive. It's vulnerable, but it's being careful and walking around on eggshells. It's like on one hand could seem like you're, you're, you're going to create a little bit more stability or like, avoid but did I lose you no you're still here I can hear you okay my 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 screen froze for a second um yeah it's just it feels really disempowering and so it doesn't ironically like I had a a man friend recently who's trying and it's so mm-hmm. innocent. It's, it's very noble. It's very well-meaning. He's like trying to show up for his, his woman. I'm like, that's a great intention. But like, that's the problem too. You're trying, right. which means you're already a, 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 afraid. You're already walking around on eggshells. And ironically, the deep irony is even if your efforts are successful and you avoid her feeling worse, you're not creating deep trust. Because right. deep trust, deep trust actually comes from integrity. So in a way, you have you have to be willing to stand mm-hmm. in the integrity of of truth and of love and of openness 
to actually create trust, you know? And, and one of the things that I think helps this is just a man and his relationship with his heart and then how's his relationship with his heart with, with the feminine, you know? Um, so anyway, I, I went down a rabbit hole with that one, but man, I feel like I received so much just listening to that. Cause I, I, I could kind of unconsciously feel that to a degree. And I just, just getting, getting this conversation open and just us exploring this dialogue has really shown me some different points around this. And I'm curious, like as, as women and predominantly women who listen to this show, what do you feel like is sort of our, 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 now that we have this understanding, it's like, how can we practice this? What, what does this kind of look like? Um, as we're moving yeah. through the world, whether that's with male partners or male community members or just people we're interacting with. Yeah. I mean, one very practical thing, and this, I kind of referenced this earlier, and this is so simple, but if you actually do it, then it'll be powerful, is really knowing, I call it the five P's of the kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. And on any given week, you don't have to do this on a daily basis, but it could help as a practice if you're not accustomed to it. But knowing these five, the answer to these five questions in relation to your man or the masculine or yeah, just in relation to the masculine or especially people who are close to you, how's your heart, right? How mm -hmm. is your heart? Do you know on this day, if you're listening to this right now, on this day or in the last couple of days, just in this kind of frame, this week, what's going on deep in your man's heart? Don't judge yourself if the answer is no. Don't assume you know, first of all. Be honest, but be compassionate with yourself. Don't beat yourself up, but be honest. If the answer is no, then ask, mm -hmm. right? And one, I guess, piece of advice, even on asking a man how his heart is, just know that he might not know exactly how to answer, but you, being a woman, you naturally have a level of, empowerment in this area the thing you don't want to do is if your man goes into his head when you ask him this question the thing you don't want to do is go into your head to try to try to interact with him or to, you know what i mean or, or just yeah. it, it it's like this actually happened once with my lady and i and i don't know sometime in the last couple of weeks is that we were looking back in retrospect at a moment in time and then i was wondering i was like can do you, does she even know how I'm feeling right now? Mm -hmm. And so when I asked her or when it surfaced, she said, well, I could feel you. And I was like, that's interesting. Why didn't you say something? Then? And, and this was where these are the things going on and maybe in the woman's mind, you know, or she's like, well, I thought, I don't know. She's thinking one thing or the other. But my point is that the love that was in her in response to feeling my heart was not coming through in the relationship. And so you want to know how to ask, but also empower yourself and trust your intuition and not just, not necessarily demand that he answer you, but really tune into feeling your man's heart. And even if he can't answer you serving his heart, that's what I'm saying, because you know how to do that. If you don't, yeah. if you think, if you think you don't know how to do that, then you're thinking, which means, uh, do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. Otherwise, there's there's not a playbook necessary. It's just like if you're in your natural feminine instinct, mm -hmm. it's like if it was your child, you would just respond like, okay, add a little love, maybe a hug, say something, don't say something. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Don't ask the man for the formula, especially if he's not connected to his heart. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So how's his heart? Find out then you're at least empowered to serve his heart. Um, also, do you know what he his highest inspiration is currently? You might assume that you know, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know what his highest inspiration is? His highest excitement, highest inspiration is? If you don't know, find out. The third one is, do you know what his deepest fear is or what's challenging most right now? These are the things that sometimes that because we have conversation, we say things in passing, it's one thing to even say, oh, no, I know, I heard you say that. But mm -hmm. it's a, a far deeper thing to know how's that occurring for the other person? What's keeping them up at night? 
you know, when they're work at work doing whatever, like that's where it becomes intimate. And the point at which it becomes intimate is the point at which you can actually move into intimacy and have an impact. Otherwise, you either A, don't know at all, or B, you know, but not in a way that's going to have any kind of impact on the relationship. It's just information, right. information versus connection. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's three. Number four, just how their body is being aware of their body. You know, these are, are you know, I'm just looking at on a level of heart, mind, body, and soul. So that's the body. I dress the the, the spirit, dress the heart, um, and then the mind, you know, like what's what's occupying space? You know, what's going on in their mind? Those these those are four things, knowing the answer to those four questions. The fifth one was just how can I best serve you? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh, this is so good. I just, this is really just, I I felt this like kind of calmness come over me as we started really landing in this conversation because I can just really tell how necessary this is and how ready I think a lot of us are to to serve men in this way too and love men in this way. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about what you shared today. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad it resonated. Yeah, I, I clearly have a lot to say about that. <laughs> and I appreciate that so much. I, I was I was thinking that there was going to be these moments because you always bring this really refreshing look at, you know, how we can show up for each other and just this this game of life, right? Weaving these moments together. So yeah, I really appreciate that perspective. And I know that um the listeners are gonna probably want to like pause, take notes, re-listen, go back, experience it again. So I know that. Um, the last episode that we did actually was one that was listened to a lot. And I noticed that it was listened to a lot by the same people again and again. So, oh, wow. and yes. I've had that experience of, of your work and just what you share as well, that there oftentimes I can sort of listen back to something that you shared and hear something completely different. And yeah, uh, there's, yeah. there's little portals inside, like each one of these things has a, a, de- a depth to it. Yeah. You know? So, and um, that one thing I was going to say is that the five keys of the kingdom actually came about when Chelsea, who's serving uh, a group of women in one of her containers, said, you know, how do you serve? She said, ask question, me the question, how do you serve the God in him? And mm-hmm. how would you love to be served by the feminine? That's how I even thought about these, these five things, because I, I realized that on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, just in general, even without asking, I know these things about my woman. That's one of the reasons why I can serve her so powerfully and give her things that she's not even asking for or doesn't even know that she wants, you know? And it's like, it's nice to feel like someone's that in tune with you as well. Yeah. Yeah. We all deserve that, right? We all get to receive that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't know, just ask. If you don't know, just ask. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it just, it, it occurs like this, this deeper invitation. It's like, okay, we've reached this level and now we've kind of swung the pendulum into carefulness in a lot of ways. And now it's like, would you say that sort of our center point, like that caring is ultimately where we're sort of focused now of like, how do we kind of lean in and create the, these moments with each other where it's like true caring? To- totally. And this is where distinctions on uncomfortability you know, versus like, it's dangerous here, you know, mm-hmm. that that's where these subtleties really kind of help us come into the center back into caring and, and recognize what it's actually going to take at this stage in, you know, using relationship as an example to continue to deepen, to deepen in trust even, you know, and, and create a space for that. You know what I mean? Like we get a space when we learn how to walk like we get yeah. a lot of it's like we trip but like we have a positive intention we like we learn we grow we adapt we adjust we like and that's what this this carefulness kind of squeezes out the the opportunity to like really learn and grow and i get it like some people are assholes you know they're malicious and they're not wanting to but there's a, i feel like there's a ton of people who are just good humans just mm-hmm. good men and you know it's like we just like we don't want to create a pressure cooker on growing. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. plenty of men. They're like well-intentioned. They're in integrity. They're doing the best. They're in life just like everyone else is. And it's like, especially 
I mean, all men deserve to be loved, but especially for those men, like, like for the, I'm speaking to the men and the women, like just, just lighten up. You're, you're, you're putting too much pressure on yourself and pressure creates instability, which is different than excellence or, you know what I mean? Or Mm -hmm. diligence, but pressure is like, it's, it's unstable. So we're, and just to zoom that out and tie it all together again, we're collectively still leaning on the information age. Things are changing faster than ever before. There's so much fear that we're grasping on to knowledge and things we can understand, know, and control. And it's very problematic because like that's not equipping us to feel empowered and thrive in a world that's changing a lot. And so that evolution is happening for all humans in a sense in relation to using our mind and our intellect and the known and things we can control as our primary operating system. And then maybe our intuition, our heart's intelligence kind of as the secondary, but see Mm -hmm. the intuition, our heart's intelligence is actually, it's, it's intelligent and it's, it's more equipped to process more information faster without having to know everything, control everything. And that's, that's kind of what I see happening collectively and even looking at like the masculine and feminine coming into more of an integrated state and letting, you know, really learning what it looks like, what it feels like to even operate in our masculine, but in a way that we're, our feminine's integrated, we're not compartmentalizing it. I think the Mm -hmm. days of compartmentalization, I wouldn't say they're over because you can compartmentalize your focus or your action. But when you compartmentalize yourself internally in a way that has you in a state of control, then that's when now you go into the masculine, right? But part of you is also in the 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 little doership, right? I need to control things, which mm-hmm. anyway, that's a whole other podcast. But man, I'm so glad we had this conversation today. It just feels like this just is so relevant to where we're currently at, and. Yeah, I'm really curious, the listeners, um, you'll notice in the show notes of this episode that there's a spot where you can leave voice notes. I'd love to hear what you heard for this, if there was questions that you had for Oren and and just things that sort of showed up in there. And I'd really encourage if you're not already following Oren on Instagram, I think Instagram's kind of your main playground. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. Go get in his world. Because honestly, you share such exquisite uh, messages like this, I feel like on the daily. <laughs> and uh I just, I really appreciate how much this just broke up this conversation and, and just really allowed us to like, look at, look at men and look at women and men and how we interact in this new way. And just, it almost feels like simplifying, which is something I said earlier that I feel like you have in most of the interactions I've had with you, I've noticed the same energy where it's like, we're taking something that feels really complex and kind of heavy and controlled and then simplifying it where it feels like, Oh, I can do that. I can, I can experience life that way. I can go in and practice that with my person or with these other men in my community. Like it feels really um, available, you know? Totally. And, and I, I, I encourage uh, dialogue and questions like sincere, sincere dialogue. You know, I really appreciate that, especially if there's something that a, a word or something that triggers, like if I say mm-hmm. beyond boundaries, you know, I had a woman get triggered by my post, not triggered like she was, but, but she took that and, and felt probably felt unsafe and kind of missed the rest of what I was saying. Uh, and in, yeah. in an instant like that, I, I appreciate when someone says, you know, tell me more, you know what I mean? Or, or like, let's versus just being like, Oh, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't agree with that. Or that, that sounds like whatever. So, and I'm saying that also because, and I appreciate the compliment, but the things I'm speaking about are are very simple and they're very nuanced. And that's yeah. that's one of my, I guess, zones of genius is speaking to the nuances where it's not it's not so black and white. It's not like right. this, this. It's like, okay, there's a there's a there's some nuance here. So questions really help refine somebody's n- not quite grasping or understanding or understanding but not saying understanding like, well, how does that work in this environment? So I appreciate mm-hmm. for that reason mm-hmm. to even further, you know, address, you know, whatever people want to know. So yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. I 
I have been asking kind of in like a sort of tying up these conversations in a bow at the end, because really this series is about celebrating men and seeing men for who they are and their magnificence. And I'm curious, what is your favorite thing about men or the masculine? My favorite thing about men or, or about the masculine? Oh, that's, a, <laughs> that's such a simple question. Um, mm. Mm, that's how it feels me like. Mm. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel such like when I feel into the masculine, even like in the purest sense of like God in in mm -hmm. in us through us, I just feel a sense of honor. Um, yeah. Yeah. N like noble honor i feel a true sense of honor in a way that feels just really good so I, I and i appreciate any men who are devoted to integrity in the deepest sense you know um that feels very honorable to me i appreciate that about the, the masculine like the divine the divine masculine mm -hmm. yeah Thanks so much, Oren, for coming on the show. It's so great to have you back. Any kind of closing thoughts or anything you want to leave us with before we conclude? Um, I mean, since we've been on the subject of masculine and feminine, um, women, this is for men too, but trust, trust your heart more and, and more and more. Um, it will go a long way for you personally and also in service to your man or any men. And it's also very needed on the planet right now. Mm -hmm. you know, we need to really get the same sense of safety, security, confidence, trust in our hearts that we have in our, in our minds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oof, so good. Go send a note to Oren or go comment on some of his stuff on social media and share with him what you heard from this episode. Cause I feel like there was just so many nuggets and like portals, like you said, and I'm excited to hear how these landed for the listeners. So thanks again, Oren. I so appreciate you and everything that you bring to the world. And I'm so excited to see what else you create. And we're going to have to have you on every year for masculine May now, you know that, right? <laughs> it's tradition. Yeah. Yeah, this is tradition. I'm, 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 I'm about it. I'm about it too. <laughs> yeah, and we'll have to have Chelsea and you on here as a couple because I feel like that's such a cool. It's just so beautiful to witness people in partnership and getting to navigate these dialogues and in real time and stuff. So we'll definitely invite her on as yeah. well. That invitation is open. So awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. So so good to see you and connect with you. Thanks for you having too. me. Thank you.